This is the Wikipedia page for Jumbo. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN. I'm really excited for this article because it shows that Jumbo the elephant died at age 24 and I'm age 24. And so oh. I have a spiritual connection with this elephant. Great. Maybe, you know, <laughs> you'll die this year. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Only if you're lucky. <laughs> All right. I just don't know how to react to the spiritual connection with the elephant. That's okay. Jumbo. Jumbo. About December 25th, 1860 through September 15th, 1885, also known as Jumbo the Elephant and Jumbo the Circus Elephant, was a 19th century male African bush elephant born in Sudan. Jumbo was exported to Jardin de Plante, a zoo in Paris, and then transferred in 1865 to London Zoo in England. Despite public protest, Jumbo was sold to P.T. Barnum, who took him to the United States for exhibition in March 1882. The giant elephant's name spawned the common word Jumbo, meaning large in size. Examples of his lexical impact are phrases like Jumbo Jet, Jumbo Shrimp, Jumbo Marshmallows, and Jumbotron. Jumbo's shoulder height has been estimated to have been 3.23 meters, 10 feet 7 inches, at the time of his death, and was claimed to be about 4 meters, 13 feet 1 inches, by Barnum. So Barnum just just exaggerated. (laughs) Yeah, Barnum was really big on exaggerating sizes. (laughs) This elephant could reach the moon. But that's fascinating, though, that the word jumbo comes from Jumbo the Elephant. That's why I picked this article. It's interesting, right? Good job. Thanks. History. Jumbo was born around December 25th, 1860 in Sudan. And after his mother was killed by hunters, Bambi no, the infant jumbo was captured by Sudanese elephant hunter Tahir Sharif and German big game hunter Johann Schmidt. The calf was sold to Lorenzo Casanova, an Italian animal dealer and explorer. Casanova transported the animals that he had brought from Sudan north to Suez and then across the Mediterranean Sea to Trieste. This collection was sold to Gottlieb Christian Kreutzberg, Menagerie Kreutzberg in Germany. Soon after, the elephant was imported to France and kept in the Paris Zoo, Jardin des Plantes, In 1865, he was transferred to the London Zoo and arrived on 26th of June. In the following years, Jumbo became a crowd favorite due to his size and would give rides to children on his back. He probably didn't give them. He was probably just, they probably just put the kids on his back. Including those of Queen Victoria. Not Queen Victoria. Yeah, Queen Victoria's kids. Wow. While in London, Jumbo broke both tusks, and when they regrew, he ground them down against the stonework of his enclosure. His keeper in London was Matthew Scott, whose 1885 autobiography details his life with Jumbo. In 1882, Abraham Bartlett, superintendent of the London Zoo, sparked a national controversy with his decision to sell Jumbo to the American entertainer Phineas T. Barnum of the Barnum and Bailey Circus for 
2,000 pounds, which was about 10,000 US dollars at the time. Wow. This decision came as a result of concern surrounding Jumbo's growing aggression and potential to cause a public disaster. The sale of Jumbo, however, sent the citizens of London into a panic because they viewed the transaction as an enormous loss for the British Empire. 100,000 schoolchildren wrote to Queen Victoria begging her not to sell the elephant. John Ruskin, a fellow of the Zoological Society, wrote in the Morning Post in February 1882, I, for one of the said fellows, am not in the habit of selling my old pets or parting with my old servants. I find them subject occasionally, perhaps even periodically, to fits of ill temper, and I not only regret the proceedings of the council, but disclaim them utterly as disgraceful to the city of London and dishonorable to common humanity. Despite a lawsuit against the Zoological Gardens alleging the sale was in violation of multiple zoo bylaws and the zoo's attempt to renege on the sale, the court upheld the sale. Matthew Scott elected to go with Jumbo to the United States. The London-based newspaper, The Daily Telegraph, begged Barnum to lay down terms on which he would return Jumbo. However, no such terms existed in the eyes of Barnum. <laughs> He's like, nah, dude. There's a sucker born every minute. P.T. Barnum. In New York, Barnum exhibited Jumbo at Madison Square Garden, earning enough in three weeks from the enormous crowds to recoup the money he spent to buy the animal. In the 31-week season, the circus earned $1.75 million, largely due to its star attraction. On May 17, 1884, Jumbo was one of Barnum's 21 elephants that crossed the Brooklyn Bridge to prove that it was safe after 12 people died during a stampede caused by mass panic over collapse fears a year earlier. Death Jumbo died at a railway classification yard in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada on September 15, 1885. In those days, the circus crisscrossed North America by train. St. Thomas was a perfect location for a circus because many rail lines converged there. Jumbo and the other animals had finished their performances that night. As they were being led to their boxcar, a train came down the track. Jumbo was hit and mortally wounded, dying within minutes. What? Yikes. Poor Jumbo. I'm upset. That Yeah, that's P.G. Barnum mistreated that animal. Barnum told the story that Tom Thumb, a young circus elephant, was walking on the railroad tracks and Jumbo was attempting to lead him to safety. <laughs> Barnum... <laughs> Barnum just made up a story. Sounds like something he would do. <laughs> Barnum claimed that the locomotive hit and killed Tom Thumb before it derailed and hit Jumbo and other witnesses supported Barnum's account. According to newspapers, the freight train hit Jumbo directly, killing him, while Tom Thumb suffered a broken leg. So this Tom Thumb guy was a real person. A real elephant, actually. Oh. <laughs> you just read it, you said. I, I read it. Yeah, you read Barnum um, told the I story did, that Tom yeah, Thumb, right. a young circus I, you're, no, elephant. No, you're right. I read it, and I couldn't like accept that. Many metallic objects were found in the elephant's stomach, including English pennies, keys, rivets, and a police whistle. Ever the showman, Barnum had portions of his star attraction separated to have multiple sites attracting curious spectators. 
After touring with Barnum Circus, the skeleton was donated to the American Museum of Natural History in New York City, where it remains. The elephant's heart was sold to Cornell University. Jumbo's hide was stuffed by William J. Critchley and Carl Akeley, both of Ward's Natural Science, who stretched it during the mounting process. The mounted specimen traveled with Barnum Circus for two years. Barnum really got his money's worth. Yeah. Jeez. Barnum eventually donated the stuffed Jumbo to Tufts University, where it was displayed at P.T. Barnum Hall there for many years. The hide was destroyed in a fire in April 1975. Ashes from that fire, which are believed to contain the elephant's remain, are kept in a 14-ounce Peter Pan crunchy peanut butter jar in the office of the Tufts athletic director, while his taxidermy tail, removed during earlier renovations, resides in the holdings of Tufts Digital Collection and Archives. Jumbo is the Tufts University mascot. Legacy. Remaining in the United Kingdom are statues and other memorabilia of Jumbo. The elephant, or rather his statuette in the Natural History Museum, was made holotype of Richard Ledecker's proposed subspecies, Loxodonta africana rothschildi, for the large elephants of the eastern Sahel. Modern authorities do not recognize this or any other subspecies of African bush elephants, considering its purportedly diagnostic large size and peculiarly shaped ears to be individual variation. While Jumbo's hide resides at Tufts P.T. Barnum Hall, a superstition held that dropping a coin into a nostril of the trunk would bring good luck on an examination or sports event. Although the hide was destroyed by a major fire, Jumbo remains the mascot of Tufts and representations of the elephant are featured prominently throughout the campus. A life-size statue of the elephant was erected in 1985 in St. Thomas, Ontario to commemorate the centennial of the elephant's death. It is located on Talbot Street on the west side of the city. In 2006, the Jumbo statue was inducted into the North America Railway Hall of Fame in the category of Railway Art Forms and Events as having local significance. St. Thomas's Railway City Brewery sells an IPA beer named Dead Elephant. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Great great idea, guys. <laughs> Jumbo was the inspiration of the nickname of the 19th century Jumbo Water Tower in the town of Colchester in Essex, England. Jumbo is referenced by a plaque outside the old Liberal Hall, now a Weatherspoons pub in Crediton, United Kingdom. Lucy the Elephant, a six-story structure in Margate City, New Jersey, was modeled after Jumbo, built by James V. Lafferty in 1881. Lucy is the oldest surviving roadside tourist attraction in America and a National Historic Landmark. Lafferty also made other Jumbo-shaped structures, including Elephantine Colossus on Coney Island. Jumbo has been lionized on a series of sheet music covers from roughly 1882 through 1883. The four-color lithograph of Jumbo was created by Alfred Konkanen of England with the music title Why Part with Jumbo, a song by the Lion Comique of Victorian British Music Hall's G.H. McDermott. It pictured children's zoo visitors riding somewhat precariously on Jumbo's back. Multiple American lithographic music covers were done, including by J.H. Buffard's Sons. 
Canadian folk singer James Gordon wrote the song Jumbo's Last Ride, which recounts the story of Jumbo's life and death. It is on his 1999 CD, Pipe Street Dreams. Canadian professional ice hockey player Joe Thornton, born 1979 from St. Thomas, Ontario, nicknamed Jumbo Joe as an homage to Jumbo. The 1941 animated film Dumbo, released by Walt Disney Animation Studios, was inspired by the story of Jumbo and is regarded as one of the greatest animated films of all time. Despite the film being fictional, many people have speculated that Jumbo might have been the title character's father. Examination of Jumbo's skeleton. Great. (laughs) Sorry. This poor animal died and then its body parts were then put on display and then they burned down in a fire and then ashes were put <laughs> like in a thing that's kept on display at the Tufts place. So I'm just like... This sounds like all things that I would do in a role-playing game. Having been the dungeon master for you in role-playing games, I concur that you're a creepy character in role-playing games. But I would never do these things in real life. I know. You just would say them in a game and tell me to tell you what happens once you do those things. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just gotta harvest some eyeballs, you know what I mean? Mm. Examination of Jumbo's Skeleton. A television program about Jumbo, Attenborough, and the giant elephant presented by the naturalist and broadcaster David Attenborough was transmitted on BBC One in the United Kingdom on the 10th of December, 2017. An international team of scientists examined the skeleton and found Jumbo's molar teeth were malformed and out of line as a result of long-term soft diet that did not wear his molar teeth down enough, obstructing the forward eruptive movement of the next molar. Jumbo's nightly rages were probably caused by toothache rather than musts. As his keeper thought at the time, must is a word, M-U-S-T-H. I'm looking it up. Oh, gross. <laughs> must is a periodic condition in bull male elephants characterized by highly aggressive behavior and accompanied by a large rise in reproductive hormones. And it looks like uh, a weird sore thing with pus on it. It's gross. I wish I hadn't hovered over that to see it. I'm glad I hovered over it. <laughs> A post-mortem photograph of Jumbo shows skin abrasions consistent with an illustration produced just after his death of the freight train hitting him on a hip from behind as he was being led across to his traveling carriage and said that the likeliest cause of death was internal bleeding from his injuries. Examination of Jumbo's limb bones showed overgrown tendon attachment areas consistent with a long-term history of being overloaded at his work. Man... Jumbo was still growing at the time of his death, as is normal for African male elephants of his age, and might eventually have attained the size claimed by Barnum. Well, after reading this, it is very interesting that the word Jumbo came from an elephant named Jumbo first. P.T. Barnum, I mean, he's just a jerk to animals. Way to go, ass. And then <laughs> I feel so bad for Jumbo. I feel I do terrible. Too. Oh my I feel gosh. really bad about all those elephants and all the animals that were there. Like, wow. Very sad. Sorry, we ended on a sad note, everybody. But sometimes, Wiki listeners, that's what Wikipedia pages do to you. This has been the Wikipedia page for Jumbo. 
Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, please let us know. 